Welcome to your parent-teacher conference, where a 24-7 parent and full-time teacher discusses issues and concerns from both points of view in an attempt to bridge the gap for the sake of kids. So relax, grab a coffee or other comfort drink, and let's talk about it. Welcome to the Parent-Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Cullen. And what I hope to do in this podcast is bring up concerns about kids from both a parent and a teacher's perspective to kind of create some understanding or maybe even to look at something from a different angle. If you like what you hear, please share the podcast with a friend. Please follow, subscribe to the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. If you have any questions or comments or an idea for a topic to discuss, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast at gmail.com. That's ptcpodcast at gmail.com. Like I said, my name is Coach Cullen, and obviously Coach is a nickname, and I do coach, but I actually received the nickname my first year of teaching from a junior in my U.S. history class who was a soccer player, and he just kept on referring to me as coach. See, what's happening was we had a couple of young teachers. I was one of them. And the older kids wanted to call us by our first names. And that was shut down by our headmaster. So this this student took it upon himself to start calling me coach instead. So one day I was like, well, I'm not your coach. Why are you calling me coach? And his response was, you're my coach on life. I still remember how he said it too. And that was like 30 years ago. Funny thing is, I hear that that young man today is a elementary school principal. So go figure, he went into education. Good for him. As I'm creating this podcast, we're coming on the two-year anniversary of two weeks to stop the spread. Yeah, March 13, 2020. Remember that day? That was our last regular day of school, and, and the day was really surreal. We had a delayed opening earlier in the week so we could get our mind wrapped around that we were going to be providing virtual instruction for two weeks. And then March 13th happened. We were told, take everything you need out of the classroom because you're probably not going to be allowed back in. And that actually turned out to be true. I, I didn't get back into my classroom. So that was March 13th. I think I got in at the end of May. And the top that day all off work. The faculty and the students realized we were not going to see each other for a few weeks. We had a power outage. I mean, it was Friday the 13th. So, power outage on the last day of regular instruction. It, it makes sense. And that's what I want to talk about today during the podcast. What I learned during the two years of COVID both as a parent and a teacher. First, let me just say I struggled during the spring of 2020 as a teacher. I didn't sign up to be a virtual teacher, and it's kind of funny because I do have my master's degree in educational technology, but what I signed up for, why I became a teacher, was to be in a classroom with breathing, living, young people, and to get them interested, even at the lowest level, about history. I'm a history teacher. 
And I get it. Some people hate history. But if I can get your kid to say, you know what, I, I like being in that guy's class for 45 minutes. I still hate history, but I'm learning a couple of things. That's a success. So I love that about the classroom. I love that when you have a lesson, you can see the kids engage with it and you see light bulbs pop in and you hear them saying a conclusion you never thought of. That's, that's the joys of teaching. But here I am creating lessons, putting them out through the internet, right? Putting them on Google Classroom. And I never get to see if there's connections being made, um, kids excited by it. And I would, I, I would guess that they probably got pretty monotonous too because there's only so much you can... And for me, like I've always told people, being around young people keeps me young gives me energy. I draw off their energy, and I wasn't drawing off any energy. I was downstairs in my office, and that's one thing I want to talk about is that here, I did my lessons from my office. I created them. I often made little videos from my office. It's, I call it the dugout. It's all filled with baseball memorabilia. It's it's my room. It's I, I have a wife and two daughters, so it's the one area of the house where daddy can retreat to. And it took a while after the shutdowns in the spring, I got to admit, it took a while for me to start coming in this room again because I associated this room with work. And some of you may have that experience even if you're not a teacher. I have a good friend who was chairing the same thing. He's basically been working from home for the last two years, and that's the one thing he struggles with, the separation. He goes, you know, when I came home, home was my refuge from work home with my family, my recharging, and now there's no difference. When I'm home, I'm, I'm at work. So some of you who aren't even teachers may get what I'm talking about. As it got warmer up here in the Northeast, I started doing a lot of work out on my deck, out in the sun, and that helped. That really did help. My daughters started joining me out there doing their schoolwork as well. So it allowed us to get out of the house move you know, move away from this concept that home is work. Then the new school year is about to start. Now, I don't know how your school district did it. The district my daughters go to, which is a different one than where I teach, they were all virtual for the first half of the year. Some were virtual all year. Ours chose to do, like for the first marking period, we had half the students in person, half the students online every day, and the kids would just switch. Parents were allowed an option to keep their kids 100% virtual. And it was also a half day for the first marking period, so we were out by around 1 o'clock. Still a stressful time because you now have to create every lesson, anything that you've used and perfected over the years that you know kids will love. You had to figure out a way that kids who are at home could also learn from us. So you had to, what I call digitize every lesson. So there was a lot of work in the spring doing that and still a lot of work coming back to school even though half my students were in front of my in front of me. After the first marking period, we started going full days back at school. And at the end of the year, I think the last 2 months kids were all there was no half and half. Basically, if you weren't 100% virtual, you were all welcomed back into the classroom for the last two months of the year. And we started 21-22 the same way without the 100% at-home option. Let's go back to the fall of 2020 when school boards were deciding 
how they were going to deliver instruction for their districts. I know a lot of teachers were concerned. There are teachers in my own district that were concerned. And I understood that from both a teacher and a parent perspective. I understood it. You're going to a classroom with, let's say, 20 kids every day from 20 different households. You don't know if COVID is spreading in those households. You're not, you don't know if you're going to get it. Even in a, let's say, a good flu year, you're dealing with kids coming with sniffles and their hygiene, you're not washing their hands. And this is before vaccination. So I think teachers had a legitimate concern. There was a risk involved. But teachers have to also understand that this is where some, some of the tension we're seeing between teachers and parents began. There were parents who couldn't work from home. They just didn't work in that type of career. They needed to go into the building where they worked. And the, the lockdowns were over at this point. Society was reopening. And now you had parents that had to make a decision. If you were 100% virtual in the fall, who's going to be home with their kids? I know teachers don't like the idea that parents use us as daycare. I am not a daycare um, provider. I am a teacher. I teach students history. I get that. But the reality is that parents can send their kids to school and then go to work. And it's not that our primary service that we're providing society is daycare, but it is a byproduct of what we're providing. And I believe you had parents who were starting to question teachers saying, hey, I have to go into work. Think about the workers in supermarkets. We still went in to get food. Or even if you were doing the thing where you could park your car and people would load up your trunk after you ordered online, they still had to go into work. And I think some of these parents are thinking, I'm taking the risk. I know it's a risk, but I'm providing for you. So why aren't you providing for me? Here's the first lesson I learned during COVID. In educational circles today, it's being stressed that we should look at events from differing perspectives. Well, here's differing perspectives. Teachers were concerned about going back into the classroom due to COVID. And parents were going back to their workplaces assuming the risk and wondering why teachers weren't willing to do the same. Now, as teachers, if we're unwilling to look at that perspective, then we have no right to go into the classroom and tell students they need to look at differing perspectives because we're not putting into actual practice. The second thing I learned was how much I love being in the classroom. I could say I was probably borderline depressed during the lockdowns, during that spring of 2020, not being with my students. And I had concerns about going back to school in the fall of 2020. I live in the Northeast, and it didn't matter if you turned on the national news or the local news. You were seeing all at the beginning of the year hospitalizations. You saw how exhausted the doctors, the nurses, and all the hospital staff were dealing with COVID patients. You couldn't get away from it. And of course, every 
day. You had the updates from the governors of the area. You'd be foolhardy not to have concerns as a teacher going back into the classroom. So when I got the email saying that we were going to go back into the classroom with even half of our students live in front of us, I was excited. It was something. For me, it was better than kind of speaking out into the abyss and not knowing if my students were even connecting with the information I was providing. So how did I get over my concerns, or I can even say my fears about going back into the classroom? My wife, she works in a medical practice that deals with patients with respiratory issues. And she didn't miss a day of work. She was going in while the rest of the country was locked down. She had her mask on. She took all the precautions. I mean, there were times where I was in my office and I wouldn't even kiss her goodbye because she was the only person going out into the world. She was the only one that could bring COVID back into the home. And she took proper precautions. And she never complained. And she went in for the sake of her patients. And although she was the one right in my face doing this, with this courage to do this, to, to allow our society to continue, she wasn't the only one. I had friends who were going to work. I had friends who are police officers. They were going into work. You go buy food for the week. Who's stocking the shelves? Who's providing the food? The truckers. Where are they getting it from? Warehouses. Where are the warehouses getting it from? From the food production plants. All of them are staffed with workers. I just couldn't justify not taking the risk when others were taking that risk for me. And that helped me get back in the classroom. But now as a teacher speaking to parents, let me fill you in on something. I was one of the teachers who absolutely wanted to be back inside the classroom with my students. But it wasn't an easy year. I have been teaching for over a quarter century. I have lessons that I know work and I have perfected over time. And many of them I could not use because I had to figure out a way to make it digital so the kids who were at home at the time could participate. I never liked when my students did not have the opportunity to have the same experience. So it was exhausting. I woke up early every morning. I was usually up by around 3, 4 o'clock creating the lesson for each day. So it could be learned in the classroom and at home. And it was exhausting. When I got home from work, I just took a long nap. If you're a parent that was upset with how your district handled reopening, you felt they were overly cautious to the detriment of your child, please remember there were teachers like me who desperately wanted to get back in the classroom as well. Also, no matter where that teacher fell on the spectrum, didn't want to be back in the classroom because they feared catching COVID, to wanting to be fully back in the classroom. Remember, our whole teaching styles were turned upside down in a very rapid amount of time. It was a challenge to provide quality education for your child. I just hope you understand that. And I will admit, even though it was tiring, 
I loved the challenge. Like, I was exhausted, but yet the challenge gave me something to strive for. Almost like being a first-year teacher again. There was some excitement to it to figure out how can I make this work? How will kids be able to grasp this even if they're not physically in the classroom with me? So that that's how I got through the year. I just hope you have some understanding about your kids' teachers as well. So I'm hoping that this provided some perspective, hopefully leading to better understanding for the sake of our students and our children. Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be someone who's just interested in education and parenting. If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please reach out to me at ptcpodcast at gmail.com. That's ptcpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students, but good parents love those students, their children, deeply.